This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He is, of course, the uh, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. It's Jim Jordan. Jim, how are you? Good to talk to you. I'm fine, Joe. Good to be with you, brother. Uh, Really glad to have you on. You know, I love that you're breaking down what social media has been doing to us for a long time. And I'll give you a little story uh, about my social following on Facebook. I I built it from nothing in 2009 and then got verified overnight. They wanted us to share our audience with Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg was begging a guy like me, please tell your audience to come yeah. to my site. We did it. And then overnight, he he verified us all. And then I got up to 350,000, 385,000. And Jim, in the wow. last five or six years, I promise you, I haven't gained one follower on Facebook. People can't find my stuff. And when I do put something yeah. on Facebook, maybe 20 shares out of almost 400,000 followers. And you've uncovered this isn't just an anomaly. This was on purpose. Fill me in. Yeah, the White House, the Biden White House here in the last two and a half years, uh, when they first get in there, they're they're pressuring Facebook and other tech platforms to take down content, not let people share content, not let the distribution be as normal as it would be or as far reaching as it normally would be. And so much so that they even <laughs> they even asked, they said, hey, can you change your algorithm so that people see more New York Times stories and fewer stories from conservatives like Tommy Lair and the Daily Wire. And, and I wouldn't be surprised, Joe Pag. So uh, it's like that. Crazy. That is that is like some communist country direct attack on free speech, direct attack on the First Amendment. And here's the thing, Jim, doesn't Zuckerberg and his staff there at Facebook have the right to say, well, no, we're not, we're not going to change the algorithm. No, we're not going to listen to you. Because when they say yes, don't they become the government? Yeah, you can't have uh, censorship by surrogate. Uh, it, it's part of this. Uh, that's what Jonathan Turley called it. But you're exactly right. They knew it was wrong. They even pushed back a little bit, to their credit, a little bit. They said, well, one of their executives said, this is, this is encroaching on, on, on free expression. So they knew it was wrong, but they wanted to maintain the, the, the internal communication. We see this. They wanted to maintain their cozy relationship with the Biden White House. So they went ahead and did what the White House was asking and censored American speech. It seems to me, and it's uh, Jim Jordan, House Judiciary Committee Chair. He's a District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. My show is heard in his district every night. Um, it, what, what gets to me is that it's a, two, it's a two-fold thing in my very small brain. One, it's a bait and switch. They beg us to come, bring your audience. We're going to put the stuff out there. You're going to get great virality, and then they shut it down. But my audience still sees their ads and makes them a lot of money every day. The second part is what we just yeah. talked about. He's literally becoming an arm of the government, and when you do that, you now have to not restrict my First Amendment. So are both of those at play, or is it just one or the other? No, they're both. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, remember when the Twitter files first came out, um, Taibbi and Schellenberg, some of these journalists were writing about it, and, and they called it the censorship industrial complex. Right. It's big government, big tech, big media, uh, these outside not-for-profit ad uh, uh, information 
uh, ratings organizations, all of them in this together to censor conservative speech. And some of it was uh, so much of it was relative to COVID, but it's other things too. We 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 know the whole Biden laptop story and the scenario there. In fact, this is one of the things we we just learned in in recent production of documents that we got from. From Facebook, it looks like Elvis Chan, the FBI agent, wasn't square with uh, with uh, everyone when he was uh, under oath and testified that he only had one interaction with Facebook regarding Biden laptop story. Uh, these internal communications seem to suggest there were more. So we want to talk to Mr. Chan now under oath in front of the committee. So um, a number of things going on here, but in the end, it's it's an assault on First Amendment free speech, uh, the the fundamental liberties we have. Uh, and that's why it's so important the work we 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 do so that the folks, the country knows what's going on, and then we can also use the appropriations process and and the legislative process to uh, to help remedy the situation. It's Jim Jordan, Jordan.house.gov. Go and follow him. Uh, I love the work that you're doing. God's work up there, Jim. What what I what I need to know now, what people are going to ask me immediately after they hear this interview and see this interview, they're going to say, well, what what are the consequences? Is there a consequence for Facebook? Is there a consequence for Elvis Chan if he was lying to you guys? Can there be criminal charges? Will there be fines from the government? Can the DOJ investigate? What happens now? Well, so a, a couple of things. One, uh, just by getting the facts out there, I think you make a difference. And, yeah. and I'll give you an example. Uh, three weeks ago, the IRS said um, they were no longer going to send agents unannounced out to Americans' homes. And I think that's a direct result of the work we did, working with Matt Taibbi, who had an IRS agent, knock on his door while he was testifying in front of our committee. We had a, we had a constituent in our district who had an IRS agent show up at her door uh, harassing her, used an alias. She thought it was some scam. She didn't know what she called the police. Wow. So the, the IRS has stopped this. They, 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 of course, the IRS says, oh, this is because we're concerned for the safety of our agents. Baloney. They did it because we saw what they were doing. We brought that to the, 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 the country's attention, and they've now had to change their tune. So that's one thing. But second, you use the appropriations process. Third, you introduce legislation. Uh, Senator Paul and I are, are working on a bill that says if you're a government employee and you're involved in censoring American speech, uh, you can lose your job, lose your pension, lose your security clearance if you have one. And there can be a civil civil a cause, uh, a cause of action where you can bring, bring a civil case against uh, the government for infringing on your First Amendment liberty. So all those, I think, are going to help us remedy this situation and get back to where we have an open forum, a true public square where the First Amendment is respected. It is a House Judiciary Committee Chair. It's uh, Jim Jordan. Jim, I appreciate the time. Back to Matt Taibbi for a second. When you exposed that in your committee, I was stunned. But but then I thought about it. Mm. The DOJ has gotten away with literal, well, maybe not literal, but close to murder for a long time now. And they haven't even been covert about it. They've been overt. They've been living openly as the mob for the for the government, almost like the hit squad for the government. And finally, somebody, Matt Taibbi, you, somebody was able to come out and say, you can't do this. You can't target a guy that was literally talking about what Twitter was doing with your, your help in conjunction with the FBI and the DOJ. You can't go to his house and basically threaten him to his face. I mean, Jim, how long yeah. have they been doing this? It's over. They didn't even hide it anymore. They just did it openly. Yeah, no, it's scary. The first, the FTC sent... 13 letters to Elon Musk after he bought the, the company asking in one of those letters, they, they asked the question, uh, who are the journalists you're talking to? Again, another attack on first amendment, free, right. uh, free press, uh, rights. Uh, then, then we find out when he's testifying the Democrats, the Democrats ask him to divulge his sources. <laughs> and he was giving them a lecture on the first amendment all, all the while the IRS is knocking on his door. Uh, and then you couple all that with more, more other things we've learned with, with the department of justice and the FBI, as you point out, 
uh, like the like the Catholic memo. We we now learned the Catholic memorandum wasn't just the FBI field office; it was broader than that. And yet Christopher Ray said, "No, no, this is a one-off. This is just this field office." I was aghast when I saw this memorandum. We withdrew it right away. Turns out now that we pressured him to give us the the the, uh, the less redacted copy of this memo, that there were other field offices involved as well. So. Um, we're going to continue to do our work, as I said, and 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 highlight all this uh, where these agencies have been. It seems to me turned against uh, the very people that are supposed to serve the American people. You mentioned Senator Rand Paul a minute ago. It's just breaking today that he is pushing for charges against Dr. Fauci. Are you with him on that? I think Dr. Fauci. Uh, well, I always say it this way. I think just about everything he told us turned out to be false. Right. And then the idea that. He's the highest paid guy in the government. He's got all these, it looks like all these deals where he is making money, uh, a royalty just off the, off of the, some of the very drugs that looks like he was involved in helping sponsor, uh, or, or helping, uh, do the, do the studies for. So, yeah, but I mean, you think about it, he told us that, uh, they didn't come from a lab. It wasn't gain of function research. Uh, it wasn't our tax dollars used in that lab in China. All three of those statements look like they're false. Yeah. Uh, then he told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it. The vaccinated couldn't transmit it. That mask work. I mean, it's like, Everything these guys told us turned out to be not accurate. And so uh, I do think we got to do everything we can to hold him accountable. Can he claim incompetence? I mean, he got AIDS wrong 40 years ago. <laughs> I mean, can, can, can he do that? Or do we have to assume that he's lying? Well, I, I don't know how he claims incompetence. On one hand, on the other hand, he, he, he basically put himself out there as the smartest man on the planet. He is science, he Jim. Said, I am science. Yeah, I am science, right? <laughs> Exactly. So there's going to be some, he's going to be called on the carpet and he should be because we know that he at the very least lied about what you just said. So, so Rand Paul says yeah. criminal charges. Does that make sense to you or not? Well, I think that, uh, it's going that would be tough because you got to have a justice department who's willing to do that. True. Very true. Um, I, I do, I do think that there are first things that went, I mean, just this whole push to lose at the your, your cell phone broke up a little bit there, but I hear what you're saying. I appreciate it. It's uh, a U.S. Representative yeah. Jim Jordan, House Judiciary Committee Chair. I want to very quickly talk about Jack Smith. He doesn't have a case. He is uh, he brought up mm-hmm. indictments on Donald Trump because Donald Trump said things, which he's allowed to do, because people said we don't believe yeah. the election was fair and free, which you're allowed to do. There's a mechanism in the Constitution that allows the House and, and, and Senate to challenge electors, which is what was going to happen yeah. on January 6th had the riot not happened, which benefited Joe Biden, to be honest. So what is what is this and, and what role can you play as the uh, the oversight or I'm sorry, as the Judiciary Committee chair or maybe Comer as the Oversight Committee chairman? What role can you play to stop this guy from doing this when he clearly is going after the former president to affect the next uh, the next election. There's no case here. You know that. I know that. He knows that. Yeah. He's trying to criminalize politics. He's trying to criminalize the First Amendment, attack the First Amendment like we were just talking about. And now it's even worse because now he's trying to try, try to make the president be quiet as a candidate for president. Right. See this latest thing like in front of the judge, like well, we don't want the president saying certain things. He's he's leading in every poll for the highest office in the land. Right. He's former president, running for president, and you're going to say he's not allowed to talk? This is crazy. But but yeah, I, sometimes I just step back. So I cannot believe this kind of stuff is going on in uh, in America, in the greatest country ever. So what we're going to do is we'll we'll look for uh, uh, you know things that can be helpful here. Like for example, maybe maybe there's maybe there's legislation that should say. Um, you, if you're charged in the in the District of Columbia, you could also um, 
you could you could move the venue to your where where you're where you live. Right. Maybe he wants to do it in Miami. Maybe he wants to do it in New Jersey. You know right. where, where where President lives. So there's some things like that that I think are practical. But we're also going to continue to do the investigation into the the plea arrangement and how the Hunter Biden investigation was handled. God bless these two whistleblowers from the IRS who came forward, Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler. They, their their credibility, I think, is just truly unimpeachable. Yes. They have, it has stood up under a hearing, in testimony, everything else. And uh, thank goodness the judge, uh, the court saw through this, this plea. And, and now we've got this 30-day uh, timeout when they're going to try to come back with something new. We want to talk with the 11 folks of the Justice Department who were involved in the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, including David Weiss, and we're going to uh, we're going to pursue that and make sure we get a chance to talk to those folks. It's a U.S. Representative Jim Jordan. Let me ask you about Devin Archer quickly. We had Goldman came out the other day, and he said, "Hey, there's nothing here." Devin Archer said that Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of of influence to to get a hold of the vice president at the time. He was selling the idea of contact and and a way of of getting a hold of Biden. And then Devin Archer sat down with Tucker Carlson, which you probably saw, and, and he said, "No, no, no, I didn't say that." He, he asked it in the question, and, and basically I said, no, there wasn't an illusion. There was a, an avenue, a vessel through which Hunter Biden could get his father on the phone 20 different times, can meet people in the White House many, many times. What's the game here, Jim, do you think, from the Democrats? Do they think that we're so stupid that we would believe that when Joe Biden is on the yeah. phone, on speakerphone with Hunter Biden's business partners, that that's an illusion of, of having an ability to contact him? Come on. Dinners, dinners with Hunter Biden's business partners and clients, dinner, uh, phone calls with his business partners and clients, and over 30 visits from one of his business partners to the White House and to the vice president. It's an illusion, Jim. That doesn't, right, exactly. That sure doesn't sound like an illusion. I mean, and then you couple that with some of the specific testimony, like the the meeting in Dubai, December 4th, 2015. Right where Hunter Biden and Archer are talking with the executives who run Burisma, and they say, we're under pressure, we, we need help, we need help from Washington, and there's a phone call made to D.C., Devin Archer didn't say who it was, but to D.C., and then five days later, Joe Biden gives a speech in Ukraine criticizing the prosecutor who's applying the pressure to Burisma, and that becomes sort of the start of this process where Joe Biden pushes to get that prosecutor fired, ultimately does get him fired, um, I don't know that that's an illusion. That seems like specific actions after a prompting from uh, Hunter Biden, his partner, and folks from Burisma. And oh, by the way, President Trump was impeached because he called Zelensky to congratulate him on winning and then say, hey, can you do me a favor and look and see if any of this stuff is true? Because Rudy Giuliani was uncovering stuff in Ukraine. Yeah. It turns out what yeah. the president was asking, he was spot on. They, sure they, they, they impeached him for wearing the wrong tie. The, the, the left. Jim, the question that's asked of me by people when I have when I have you on, ask Jordan this. When are you going to impeach somebody? Is that in the works or not? Well, the, the speaker's been very clear about this, uh, Joe. I, and, and, you know, we have a duty to do oversight, duty to do these investigations, yeah. to get the facts out there. But if we have to go to an impeachment inquiry, I think the speaker is more than willing to go there. I think he's been very clear. And as the evidence mounts up, I think we're getting closer and closer to that. We want to be driven by the evidence. We don't want to do what the Democrats did. But if the evidence says that we got to go to that, that impeachment inquiry phase, we will because, again, that's our duty. That's what we're supposed to do under the Constitution, and we're certainly willing to go there if we need to. As far as uh, from my view, and again, I'm just kind of a dumb guy on the radio, um, Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, Christopher Ray. 
These people easily could be brought up on impeachment charges. Are you looking actively into all of them? Is the focus on Biden? Because these these people are sitting in front of you and lying to you, Jim. They're just lying right to your face, well, and that's not okay. We, yeah, we're yeah we're doing the oversight of all of them. Okay. Uh, Mayorkas is particularly troubling because uh, you know we've asked him specific questions, he just will not answer. Right. He, he wouldn't answer a question. We had him in a hearing three weeks ago. And we prepped him by sending letters. We said, we want you to be prepared to answer these questions. He comes in and we ask him and he can't answer. I, I said, both Mr. Gates and myself, we said, okay, there are 2.1 million or, or even more probably, but at least 2.1 million who've come to the border who've been encountered on this, not the gotaways and all the right. others, but the 2.1 right. who've been encountered claiming asylum. We ask him a simple question. How many of that 2.1 million in the last 30 months have, have, um, have, have been, uh, went through the adjudication process and been removed? Tell us a number. Uh, well, I'll get back with you. Can you? Why can't you tell us? We told you before. I'll get back to you. Finally, I said, I said, Mr. Secretary, is the number greater than zero? And he goes, Yes. I says, Is it greater than ten? Yes. Is it greater than a hundred? Yes. Is it greater than a thousand? I'll have to get back with you. I said, So we've established it's greater than a hundred, but less than a thousand. He goes, No, it's it's obviously more than a thousand, but I got to get back to you. Wow. It, the point is. That number, I bet, is so small compared to 2.1 million. Right. And understand, most of the asylum claims aren't legitimate. They're not. It's They're more, not more than 80% aren't. Right. Yeah, 80-some percent. And so the, the fact that very few have went through the process and been removed tells you that this is a complete open border policy that this administration has, has done by design. Uh, I'll say it again. You're doing God's work in Washington, Jim. I appreciate it. District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. It's the House Judiciary Committee Chairman, Jim Jordan. Jim, thanks for making time today. Let's do it again soon. You bet. We will. Take All care. right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Jim Jordan on the House Judiciary Committee Chairman, and he is trying to get it done. I do believe he's doing God's work. People ask me all the time, are you going to impeach or not? I asked him that question. What about Fauci? I asked him that question. What about Jack Smith? Ask him that question. It's all we can do. We ask the questions, let them know what it is that we desire out of our representatives in Congress, and hope that they can get it done. So make, uh, make sure you go and check that out later on tonight. If you missed any part of it, it'll be up on Rumble. Next hour, don't miss Riley Gaines. She was in Texas a couple of days ago, had things thrown at her, had people spitting her way had water thrown on them, simply because they're supporting women and girls in sports. She and other guests were there with uh, with Greg Abbott, the governor of the great state of Texas. We break all that down next hour. Plus, you got a new podcast out. It's um, Gains for Girls, so make sure that you check that out as well. Riley Gaines next hour and a whole lot more. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Go there, follow your favorite social media. Got some come-on videos up there today, and at least two of them, maybe three, are with Joe Biden bumbling all over himself. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.